Hello, everybody. Welcome to the NFL edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott, oddly enough, Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. Guess who's coming now? Uh, who? It's a Scott. It's another Scott. Yeah, it's me. Scott, uh, Scott Reichel. There here. you go. <laughs> Happy to be here. What's up? What's up? Um, Not our college football fortunes as we record this. It just as we're getting ready to open up the 3.30 window of college games, not going super well so far. So uh, we'll... Uh, it could be going worse, but let's just say I've had more losers than winners so far. Good point. Good point. So let's uh, let's try our hand a little NFL, Scooter, as we uh, well into the bye weeks. So we have got just 11 games on the Sunday card. But before we do that, we'll recap... Our picks last week, I had the Seattle-Pittsburgh under 43, and that was a push, buddy. It's a bad beat push, by the way. It is a bad beat push, so that takes my record on the season to 2-3-1. and one. You had the KC-Washington football team over 54-and-a-half. I had the only public play on the board that lost last week. Congratulations, uh, and that drops that six away six trips of zero points past like the opponent's thirty eight yard line or something. Yeah, it was it was uh, some brutal uh, closing offense there. Just not you able- see four turn even the closing offense just four turnovers in the first half inside the thirty five of the other team. Like, yeah, that's a lot of points off the board. It really, it really is, and the, the, I don't know what I don't know what the hell's wrong. Plus, Washington just didn't score in the second half for some reason. Mm-hmm. It was really just a weird game. It was. It was a weird game. It looked like you were good at halftime, and I, I was behind the eight ball in half, at halftime. But the point is, they were still moving the ball. They just couldn't close out drives. That's what I'm saying. It just, you were getting them to do what they needed to do. You had to figure the breaks were going to even themselves out if they kept moving the ball like that. But yeah, anyone happened. So that drops you to two and four on the year. Uh, half a game back of yours truly, so hopefully we can, you can begin your ascent, and I can pull, Wait, I'm, pull the five hundred. Two and three. Huh? We missed a week. Yeah, so you're you're two and you're two. Is it week f- seven or week eight? This is week seven. So then we've done five weeks. We've done six weeks. I skipped a week. I was in Vegas. Uh, well, I've got or, us both. I've got us both with six games. I've got us at two, two, three, and one, and two and four. I'm just not sure how that's possible when we missed a week when I was in Vegas. It's a damn mystery. Well, at some point, I'll go back over and and look at the sheets. Okay. Well, I, I wrote it down. I'm oh. two and three, but it's still not good. Two and three. All right. Well, then that makes me two, two, and one. How about that? You can be undefeated if you want to, but I'm just saying I, I don't. I know for a fact we did skip one week. All right. Well, there you go. So you're still a half game back. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm still bad. It's just not as bad. Okay. Um, well, let's get her rolling here with uh, this week's action. Scott, everybody's back stateside. No early morning games featuring uh, teams you would never watch play anyway. So let's start with the Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens minus 646 is the number there. Not a ton of movement. Open up at six and a half. There has been... Like I said, a little little Bengals money coming in. I see mostly six and a half, but you might find an occasional six somewhere. Yeah, there's there's some uh, sixes, uh, both offshore and in Nevada. So, depending on what you want to play in this one, yeah, look for your look for the number that fits you best. As for me, Scott, this is the time where we get to find out if the Bengals are going to make any noise there in the north, or if they've just been the beneficiary of a pretty favorable schedule so far. I'm going to go with the latter. Now, there's two ways to look at it, obviously. One is that Cincinnati's about to actually prove that they're worth something. On the other hand, Baltimore always kills this team. It's the same script every year. They'll run for a bunch of yards. They'll sack Burrow five, six times, and they'll win the game by 20. That's usually how it goes between these teams, right? <laughs> that's that's pretty. That's been the MO so far, but, you know, it's a – it's a new day. They're not going to be pushed around anymore, buddy. Uh, I think they'll get pushed around one more time. I'll okay. go with Baltimore. If it was in Cincinnati, I'd probably take the points. But I do think that playing in front of the Baltimore crowd helps. And I do think that after that dominant performance against the Chargers last week, this Ravens team, with all the injuries, who cares? 
John Harbaugh is just such a good coach. <laughs> He's such a good coach. I'll take the I'll take the Ravens. Doesn't you, bother you they're missing Watkins. Don't care. Uh, did he play last week? I don't, I don't think he played last week. They're missing like half the running backs. I'm not even sure if that matters. Well, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't so far, and it kind of illustrates the importance of the running back position in today's NFL. They're about to revive the entire career of Devontae Freeman. Well, we kind of we kind of saw it last with, week on on Thursday night with the, with the Browns. Yeah. Uh, no Hunt, no Chubb, no problem. We got we got Johnson, baby, or, or Williams rather. And uh, no, it was it was or Johnson, it was sorry. And it was uh yeah, Dearness Johnson. So no problem, man. No, I don't think Freeman's going to go for one forty six, but I think that Baltimore does have a nice balance, especially with Hollywood Brown has looked a lot better this season. Mark Andrews finally getting going. I just have to look at Cincinnati's schedule and at least acknowledge that they've played nobody. Now, of course, you win the games on the schedule. It's not their fault. They had an easy schedule for the first couple of weeks. Same thing with Denver. I'm not going to roast Denver for winning the three games they should win before falling apart, but it's a step-up game. I'm going to trust history on this one. I'll take Baltimore. Yeah, until I see differently. You know, that's the thing that the Cincinnati Bengals have kind of been getting it uh, getting it done on the defensive side. Put up, They've uh, managed to hold their opponents to about 18 points a game, but you see who they play. They played Detroit. They played Pittsburgh. They played Chicago. Uh, Jacksonville, not exactly murderer's row there as far as offenses go. Do any of those teams have a winning record? Uh, I know Pittsburgh's 500. Yeah, no. no. So I got to factor that in. So, yeah, and that's – it's one of those situations, like you said, we don't we don't know. They, they, they could be good, but we certainly haven't seen any indication of them taking that next step. They, uh, they had a chance to prove it against Green Bay and kept it close, but – we're not you could argue they should have won there. the game, but Crosby also missed about seven field goals, so it was kind of just a coin toss of a game. Yeah, that was the that was the freaky game there at the end. So yeah, I'm with you. I will take the uh, I'll take the Ravens minus a six, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to play the over there, my friend. Uh, ye, ooh, I'm I'm a little bit torn on the side. Uh, I agree with you. The totally uh, mean. I, I do think Cincinnati's gonna move the ball a little bit. Right. 47, though, that actually does seem like a little bit high if you think Baltimore is able to just run the ball and milk the clock half the time. Well, I don't know where you're seeing 47 because I've got 46 everywhere. Well, just for the for the most part. I've got, I do have it at DraftKings at 45 and a half. Everywhere else is 46, though. Okay, so you see 46. But uh-huh. do you think that does sound a little bit high for a Ravens game where they might just try to run the ball and just eat up the entire clock? I think that's a reflection of a lack of a bill a lack of confidence in the Cincinnati defense okay that's fair that's 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 my guess at this point so you know what I'm actually gonna look at the under okay all right Change I'll it. flip it I, if I'm taking Baltimore to win by a decent margin that means I'm expecting Cincinnati's offense to at least struggle to generate big plays I can see a lot of empty trips okay Panthers minus three at the New York football giants. Does this look like a trap line to you? It does seem a little smelly, my friend. It really I know does. Darnold stinks. I know he was great in the fourth quarter, killed you for your teaser, but he was awful for three quarters. Then he had the great fourth quarter before they lost anyway. He was awful. Like he, He's been bad for the last two weeks. Now the Giants got killed by one of the best teams in the league. I can't say that I'm shocked by it. Of course, the injuries are still there. You're missing Barkley. You're missing Tony. You're missing a bunch of guys. Is Shepard out also? I think Shepard's also out, right? I'm looking at the list right now. I do. Shepard is probable. Okay, so never mind. I thought he might be out. But the point is, well, everybody else is out. Galladay's out. Uh, Tony's out. I was thinking of Galladay. Sorry. Uh, Slayton, Slayton and Ross are both questionable. So I'm taking Carolina. Now. Of course, that involves backing Darnold after the way he looked, but Minnesota, I think that's an okay team. I don't think they're great by any means, but, I mean, they were a missed field goal away from beating Arizona, so I don't think they're awful. The Giants with Judge at coach have just looked like a mess, and home field hasn't really mattered for the Giants up to this point. Carolina has a physical defense. You know they're going to bring it in terms of a pass rush, and Daniel Jones, after he came back off the injured list, or after he just came back healthy after the concussion, went back to his old turnover form. So I'm going to take Carolina because I'm assuming they'll force two, three turnovers in this one. You? I wouldn't be surprised. Now you say that you 
you say you are pro Carolina. Are you sure you're just not anti Giants? It could be. I'm also a Matt Rule guy. I think that he's actually a pretty good coach, and I know that the team fell apart once McCaffrey got injured, and he's the cog that makes that offense go. But you're still looking around. Is Carolina a great team? No. I said I thought they would go. I remember what the exact prediction I had was like eight and nine this season. That was kind of what I had for them, maybe seven and ten, something like that, which I think is a reasonable projection for this team. I think this team is okay fundamentally. They just don't have a really good quarterback and they don't have really a guy on offense who, in my opinion, is a game breaker active currently because McCaffrey's not there. I think DJ Moore's fine. Do I think he's an elite, elite receiver? No, but I think he's above average. Yeah, agree. They really missed that element out of the out of the backfield there. And um, Hubbard's been fine. Chuba's been okay. He's, he's just fa- not McCaffrey. He's just not the dual threat. He's yeah. he's just not the guy out of the backfield catching the ball. So, but you know, then again, no one else is. Just like you kind of alluded to there. You know, I kind of wonder about how much of this Carolina, the the whole Carolina defense mystique, ended up or is in the process of ending up being fool's gold because they gave it up could be. they gave but up the seven the giants offense that's what i'm saying they gave it they gave up seven seven new orleans nine to houston and then all of a sudden reality struck but like you said the giants a little closer to houston than they are to minnesota at this point so i think there's been a little regression on that defense i don't know that they keep them in single digits but i don't know how you, i don't know how you don't play carolina there i just i got I got no faith in this Giants offense, man. I just don't, and I've I've got to, uh, I've I've got to play the under. Yeah. Well, for the record, I think the regressions because Horn got injured. They're missing a couple guys, so they're not at full strength to what they were earlier in the season. I gotta like the under too. If Carolina's gonna win this game and cover, the Giants probably score seventeen, less yeah. maybe less. Yeah. So I'll I'll go with the under. Okay. Well, and that's uh. You know that's that's fine to blame some of the regression on Horn, and certainly it would account for the regression in the passing game. But the rush defense has been pretty much dreadful. And they, oh no, they've played a lot worse. I'm not just saying that's the only reason why, but it definitely is a factor for the overall defense. Why Cousins goes for 370 yards? Well, right, but in you know in that same in that same game, they averaged five and a half yards rushing and almost put 200 yards rushing on the board. So we'll see if Devontae Booker goes for 100 plus. I doubt it. I wouldn't be good for me. He's on my fantasy team, but that's because I'm missing a bunch of other running backs and I kind of have to use them. Uh, I think that is a fantasy thinking he's going to go for a hundred Washington football team at the Packers. One of those old school kind of matchups. You kind of think of the Washington team with the, with the spear on their helmet, man. I don't know. Do you even remember those? Uh, that was before my time, but I know of the Jersey you're talking about the old, uh, the like, logo, I should say like the Sonny Jurgensen sort of uh yeah era there in the 60s as long as green bay doesn't use the random blue and yellow jerseys with the circle in the middle you know what i'm talking about yeah it's the only jersey that competes with how ugly that is is the pittsburgh bumblebee jersey. i knew you were gonna say that i i, like, I have to They're i like both miserable jerseys i like those i like the pittsburgh jerseys sorry oh god i like you know you don't like to see like the, the decatur staley's playing in the the pittsburgh yeah, I, I love that I, if we're gonna have those jerseys can we bring back the buccaneers creamsicle I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. They, sh- they just should. With the uh, sexually ambiguous pirate Even on there. Denver with the creamsicle. Bring back something. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the thing about being a Chiefs fan. Our uniforms look just just about the same for 70 years, 60 years. Uh, just, the Jets have changed occasionally, but I can't say it's for better or worse. Well, they had the Jet, and then they had the yeah. the, the script. I think and, the Cowboys have been the exact same. Yep. For Cowboys, Cowboys have been about the exact I guess... I don't know what it is about starting your team in Dallas. It just has to remain the same all the way. Well, the through, Cowboys so. treat themselves like the Yankees, where you know they have the most they're the most valuable franchise, quote unquote, but they do things their own way and they never change anything. Which is why the Yankees have had the same jersey as well for what a hundred years. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the and the Yankees are the worst about it because they won't even participate in the uh, like the the Negro Leagues Day or they won't wear alternative jerseys. Even besides that, can we let them grow a beard once in a while? Little uh, facial hair past the corners of your mouth. A little bit. What I'm saying. Uh, Packers minus eight, 47 and a half here, bud. Uh, did you see anything about the Washington football team last week to give you hope here? They no. face another pretty good offense, pretty good quarterback. 
I guess the only argument you could have is that Rodgers struggled against Chicago, but Chicago has an actual defense and Washington does not. So people keep waiting for Washington's defense to turn around. At some point, you are what you are. And Washington's defense, not very good. I'm going to take Green Bay because how am I not supposed to? I mean, even Antonio Gibson's banged up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Washington, they have been overvalued by the public all season long. They're just one. They're just one in five against the number. So it's a. Uh, it's like defenses don't really seem to turn around on a dime in the middle of the season. You are you are what you are, and that's then that's even more true on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know how this Washington team gets any better on the defensive side, and until they do. I've got a fade them plus I'm getting a, a a team that's five and one against the number that has uh, covered some pretty hefty uh, some pretty hefty prices. I'm uh, I'm with you there on the Packers. As far as the total goes, it's always dangerous uh, trying to take an under with Green Bay, but I just don't know how much confidence I have in this Washington team. You know what I. Uh, Green Bay. Could Is put, it more dangerous to take an under with Green Bay or taking an under with Washington's defense? Well, see, that's the other thing. I think Green Bay could put up 35 in this one. I've got to play the over. I think I have to agree with you. Of course, anytime you're in Green Bay, you got to check the weather forecast just to make sure that it's not, I don't want to say frozen tundra, but to make sure that it's not anything crazy. It's 55, some wind, nothing crazy, like 10 miles per hour. So wind shouldn't play that much of a factor. I'm going to look at the under. For me, just because Washington's deep, Washington's offense really scored a zero in the second half against Kansas City. Yeah. Really? Scored no points. I think that even if Green Bay ended up, ends up scoring 30, I'm not sure Washington's going to score more than 14, which I know sounds crazy, but if Gibson's going to be injured or he's not going to be 100%, McLaurin's been kind of battling something for the last couple of weeks. He's going to play, but he had four catches last week for 28 yards. It was a complete non-factor. A lot of Washington's key weapons are kind of banged up right now. And Heineke really didn't look good against Kansas City. No, he, he didn't. And, and I'm, I'm kind of a Heineke fan, Scott. And I, I would... like him for the story, but I'm going to acknowledge that as teams get more and more film on him, it would be more understandable as to why he wasn't really on a roster before a year ago. You know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think he's a fine backup quarterback. I yeah. think I think he's a guy that if your guy goes down, you can plug him in for a game or two. I just don't know that he's going to be the man for you know fourteen, fifteen games, whatever. He reminds me of a Colt McCoy. He'll yeah. be a clipboard holder. He'll be a bench guy who comes in occasionally for a spot start. But very similar. Really well, we we saw another one the Case other night. No, we saw Case Keenum exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, Chiefs heading to Nashville as they continue their. Wow, is that team still pissed off about the playoffs tour? Um, Next stop after losing to Buffalo is going to be the Tennessee Titans. They're salty about 2019 and the comeback. So Chiefs road favorite of four and a half, Scott. We saw the Titans uh, play a nice game there uh, last time out. 57 and a half is the number there. Thinking we're not going to see a, a ton of defense. How you, uh, how you got this one sussed out? Well, it's the game after theory, so I like the over. Because I, it's the Kansas City might score forty in this game. I saw some props available offshore for a team to score the most points this week. A couple of really good matchups for some teams. You got the Rams, of course, going up against Detroit. Got the Cardinals going up against Houston. That Chiefs to score the most points this week does have my eye because that Tennessee pass defense is awful. Mm -hmm. Mahomes should probably go for four hundred yards, and I'm not even exaggerating. I think he'll go for four hundred. Okay. Now, for Tennessee, when it comes to the other side of the spectrum, Derrick Henry, ridiculous. We know that. We got to talk about Tannehill. He's been terrible this year. He's turned into Miami Tannehill. He got paid, and he reverted back into uh, being a pumpkin. But, I, of course, he did enough in the second half to beat Buffalo. But if you're going to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes, un unless Derrick Henry goes for another three touchdowns, which maybe is possible, but Julio's injured again. The offense really relies around Henry, and that's basically it. A bit of A.J. Brown in there. But I can't get past Tannehill's numbers. He's been terrible. Yeah, agreed. Do you think there's something physically wrong with him? I mean, you kind of jokingly said that he got paid and he's not any good anymore. I mean, that's kind of a 
I, I was being harsh about it, but I'm just saying it's a mixture of the offensive line, which was actually decent last week. And the fact that I don't know if it's a lack of chemistry. I, I don't know, but he just doesn't look anywhere near as comfortable as he did the last couple of years. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, you look it's, at the numbers and they're worse than you might think at first. Like when you're thinking in your head, you know, I'm sure Tannehill's numbers are okay. They're really not. No, they're not. It, it's just weird roasting the team that just is coming off of a really nice win over arguably the best team in the NFL. Well, so. it's not a matter of roasting. It's a matter of they go from facing off against one of the best teams in the AFC to facing off against the king of the AFC for the last couple of weeks. So it might seem harsh. It's might be the worst schedule spot of the year, except for the fact that both games are at home. Right. Well, I mean, if you if you look at the just the facts, Scott, Buffalo beat the Chiefs, Tennessee beat Buffalo, so there's just no question that Tennessee's gonna beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and since the Jets beat Tennessee and Tennessee beat the Bills, that means the Jets are better than the Bills, right? Bingo. Yeah. Now I think you're on board. Now well, it's a uh, I've actually I've actually got Tennessee here. I'm just really worried about Derrick Henry going up against this this Chiefs rush at all, uh, defense. They were they were not great when we faced them last time. They were able to to limit the damage of Derrick Henry, especially once Tennessee got behind. But he seems to be a man on a mission this year, Scott. And he really, as a Chiefs fan, he worries me in this one. I think the Chiefs defense is going to be in it for a long day, and consequently. When Henry's on the field, Mahomes isn't, and that's going to kill your 400-yard dreams, and it's also going to kill the Chiefs' chances. I've got Tennessee plus the points. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City against my better judgment just because I think that playing on Monday night, you lose a day of rest. I just think that it's not exactly the greatest spot for Tennessee, and I think the Chiefs might score 40 in this game. Now, of course, it depends on the status of Tyreek Hill because he's still questionable. I'm assuming he'll play it, but you got to wonder how good he's going to look. I can't get past the Tennessee pass defense. It's just awful. And I think that Mahomes will go for 400. So I'll go with the Chiefs. I can't take the under. I know I was joking about the game after, but can you really take an under with Kansas City and Tennessee? Because I just can't do it. No. Two of the two of the, the worst defenses in football. I just can't. I can't play any kind of an under there and and two pretty prolific offenses when they've got things going the right way that's a high number but um i've got to play the over uh yeah okay well now one that uh, may not be quite as exciting scott it's the falcons minus two at miami dolphins uh 47 and a half is the number there yikes yikes i'm uh, i know this is going to be your play of the week who you got by the way, open it opened Pickham, and the money has pretty much come in on the Falcons, uh, even though Tua is uh, going to be starting in this one. So what is that saying, Scott? Well, the team is a little bit healthier, because I know Byron Jones and Xavier Howard returned to practice this week for the Dolphins, which is huge, because they are the two most uh, highest-paid and most talented defensive players on the team. So I do think them being back will help. Do you think that it's a potential jet lag spot flying back from London? Do you think that plays a factor at all? I don't know the track record of teams after the London game, but it's not exactly an ideal spot, don't you think? So you're saying like almost every time Jacksonville comes back after playing in London, they probably lose? Uh, probably. But even when you actually bring in some decent teams, in I there, would be I, in, I would be interested to see how that like and what their what their production is like compared to their season and and things like that. That that would be an interesting thing to. You want me to just wait? You want to look that up? No, I I'm not, I don't even know how to search up like record after. Like no, I don't know what I'm going to look up. But I am curious how that would work. Okay, uh, maybe in my free time I'll do it after. But I'm looking at Atlanta. I know that Miami is a team that might be a little bit healthier, which should help, but Tua was okay against Jacksonville. He didn't really wow me, but he wasn't awful. He had the one brutal interception, but this Miami team can't run the ball and their weapons are Waddle, Jasicki, and that's basically it. Like they don't really have anybody. Atlanta's off a bye. I like them with the extra week of prep. I'll take the Falcons. Devontae Parker hurt? Uh, he He's always hurt. Yeah, he, I know. He hasn't played the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure if he's going to play this week, but he's never healthy, like right. ever. That's what I wanted to see. 
but I like the buy. If I'm gonna if I'm picking a game between two bad teams, I'll take the bad team with extra prep. So I'll go with the Falcons. Okay. You? Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. Uh, Devontae Parker's questionable. That's why I was just looking it up. Devontae Parker is is questionable. They did get uh, like you said, Jones and Howard are both questionable as well, but that's kind of an upgrade from where they've been. I still think this Miami team has too many question marks. This is this is a gun to the head kind of game. I'm going to play the I'll I'll take the Falcons in the under forty seven and a half. Now, if Miami wins, would I be shocked? And no, because I don't think Atlanta's very good. No. But I think there's less wrong with Atlanta right now than there is with Miami. Yeah. They're and you know, it's one of those things that we wouldn't have said probably uh, going into the season. But But well, first of all, we weren't high on Miami. No. Like, we didn't think they would stink stink. We didn't think they I didn't think they'd be competitive with the Falcons. I thought they would be seven and ten, eight and nine. I thought the Falcons would be like five and twelve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. But I'm, uh, I'm taking the under. On the under as well. This has been a pretty boring show so far. Well, I think Miami is going to look better defensively with two of their defensive guys potentially being back who are really good. But the offense with Tua, it's the opposite of big play offense. So every drive they have is going to take six or seven minutes. Right. Yep. Uh, oh, well, here's a chance for us to uh, maybe sp- split on our opinion, Scott. It's the Jets and the Patriots. Patriots seven-point home favorites, 47.5 is the total. Uh, Jets money line here for you, bud? Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say the total was? 47. It's 42.5. Uh... That's why they called me off guard. The total's 42.5. What did I do? Put the, put the game in above it? Sorry, let me check my sheet here. Uh, did I read it wrong? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I put the, I put the Dolphins total in twice. What do you got, 42.5? Uh, that makes a lot more sense, and uh, it really takes away my lock of the week. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Jets are having a second matchup against New England because the first one went so well, so people wanted the encore. Jets had a bye last week. New England had that ridiculous game against Dallas. I'm not going to spend much time. I'm taking New England. Uh, New England defensively forced four interceptions the first time. New York offensively with the extra week, I don't really care. I think this New England team is better than the record shows. Are they great? No. But I think Mac Jones has actually looked competent. I'll go with New England, and I'll take the under because there's no way in hell I'm taking the over with the Jets potentially scoring six points against this team. Well, that's what they scored last time, and, of course, that was a home game for the Jets, so maybe yep. maybe they won't have quite as good a performance. It doesn't make any difference if they're coming off of a bye. It helps. I'm not going to lie, but I do think being in Foxborough is just an, just an ultimate home field advantage. And I know Dallas outplayed New England for pretty much the entire game, but New England hung in there. Mac Jones, he might not be amazing. I think he's fine, at least for a rookie quarterback in this class. I think he's actually been okay. Zach Wilson, I still have faith in him long term, but he might have looked he might be looking like the worst quarterback right now in that class or Justin Fields. It makes uh is is it making New Yorkers start to long for Darnold, Scott? Uh absolutely not. So Darnold's five for eighteen performance in the first half last week reminded people of uh you know the past. Here's a uh, here's a crazy stat and uh, props to Vegas Sports Advantage at Vegas Sports Advantage. Favorites this season in the NFL, Scott, of seven points or higher. I want to, you know, want to guess what they are. There's been 22 games. What's their record? ATS. Yep. Said 22. I'll go seven and 15. They are 22 and 0, Scott. Never mind. Margin of victory 15.68 points. So do not fear the large line in the NFL, at least as of right now. So maybe what they the, what did the Bills close out last week? They closed like six and a half, six against Tennessee. Mm, like they yes. didn't reach the threshold, right? No, they did not. Okay. So Patriots here minus the seven points. You know, it's I, I've got to take an upset here pretty soon, but this ain't it. Yeah, I agree. As far as the total goes, yeah, I'm with you. It's a a, a struggling Patriots offense, and struggling doesn't even begin to uh, say what the Jets offense is right now. I've got no interest in the over at all, Scott. Uh, Yeah, under. Boring. All right. Lions at Rams. Rams. This is not going to be the upset pick of the week. Rams, 16-point underdogs, 50-and-a-half. I think you mean Lions are... I I say underdogs, right? Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about your 
upset pick. Yeah, Rams 16-point favorites, obviously. 50 in the hook. Um, You know, I think it's... I can't figure out this Lions team. I know they're awful, Yeah, but, but occasionally they'll hang in there, and other times Jared Goff looks like Jared Goff. Yeah. I don't I don't really know, but I'm going to take the Rams because, oh, boy. I mean, in addition to the 7-plus spread thing that you mentioned and how they're undefeated right now, mm-hmm. the Rams, after killing the Giants last week, I have to expect a somewhat similar script, don't I? Can they do that every week? I don't know about every week, but when you face the Giants, if you face the Giants and the Lions every week, then maybe. Good point. Touche. Um, you know, the this Lions team, like you said, they've shown signs of life at times. So and it's they, a Stafford revenge game. It's the Stafford revenge game. And they've kind of been what they, is that, four touchdowns for Stafford? Four hundred and twenty yards. Well, why can't it be the golf revenge game? Could be. I think if, if you like the revenge game for both sides, take the over. I think that's the better angle. I think Goff's going to have a season-high, what, 150 passing yards? Lions, master of the backdoor, what are you doing kind of cover. I'll play him here, Scott. 16 points. I'll fade. I'll I'll, I'll go right into the teeth of that trend that I just uh, shared with you. I'll, I'll go right into the teeth of it, and I'll take the 16 points for Detroit. I'll play the over 50 and a half. Now, in the NFL, if you're usually getting more than 15 points, usually just take the dog, and it works out pretty well. I don't care. I'm just going to take the Rams. They might have a no-show. They might let me down. But this Lions team, I can't figure them out. The coach just threw Goff under the bus, rightfully so, by the way. But they couldn't move the ball against the Bengals for three and a half quarters. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, (laughs) that definitely is not a good look for your offense at all. Unless, like you said, this Bengals defense is really as good as the numbers have shown, but I think their level of competition is, yeah, we talked about that. Eagles at Raiders. Oh, and uh, yeah, so who you got there you, uh, for the total? Uh, I'm going to go with the over. Okay. Because I do think the Lions will have some garbage time opportunities. Yep. And I think the Rams probably score 35 to 42. Okay. Wow, that's a, that's a lot. It's a lot, but... I mean, do you like the Lions' defense? Because I don't. Um, not a not a huge fan, but I, I I am curious if McVeigh is going to call more passing plays to let Stafford, you know, rub some salt in the wound. It'd be a very McVeigh move, wouldn't it? I think it would be. Eagles at Raiders. Raiders minus three forty nine is the number there, Scott. People had to. Uh, written off the Raiders before last week and all the turmoil and Gruden gone and yada, yada, yada made no difference at all. They dominated Denver. They get it again this I week. had the Raiders in that one. Yes, you did. Show. Mostly just fading Denver because Fangio's got awful. But by the way, you know a fun story about that? Fangio, before the Thursday night game, was 9-1 to one to be the first coach fired. As soon as the game ended, plus 175. <laughs> wow. That's a small market adjustment, huh? Uh, definitely. Well, well, let's see what we got so far. Favorite, 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 favorite. I got my dog. I'm taking Philly. I think they're going to win the game. Okay. All right. That's. Uh, I, I think Philly's a team that once again, they don't run the ball enough. I'm not really sure what the story is there. Cause I do think Sanders is talented. Hertz is a guy who might be able to torch a bad defense, Against a decent defense, he's not going to look too great. Right. But the Raiders, they looked really good last week. I still think that's solely because the Broncos are terrible. I'm not exactly high on this Raiders team. The defense I'm not a fan of. And I do think that Goddard being back helps. You still got Smith. You still got some weapons. That Eagles defense, actually not that bad against the pass. And the Raiders aren't great at running the ball. I think Philly wins the game. Okay. Um, I've had a decent read on the Raiders. I picked them to lose to the Bears. I picked them to beat the uh, Broncos. I don't know. It feels like I'm just picking my spots right with them. I'll go with the Eagles. All right. Yeah. I'm. Uh, like I said, we're going to have to find some dogs here, but that isn't going to be one for me. Um, I've I've got the, I've got the Raiders here. I, I just like that defensive front. I think they make a long day for Jalen Hurts there. 
I kind of like the defensive front for Philly. They're not bad. So, so I think they might make Carr work for it a little bit. Okay. Good enough. By the way, question about the Raiders. What happened to Waller? Because he was absolutely popping off for the last for the first three weeks or so. Yeah, he was unstoppable. I barely heard his name for the last month. Um, I'm surprised I didn't pick him up on my fantasy team, but no, it's not, I, I can't take the blame for that one. I, I that's think just, that's not just me, right? Like Waller hasn't done anything for him. No, I think they've started def- defending when they, when they targeted him 19 times, Scott, I think, I think yeah. they started looking at the film going, we should probably put somebody on this guy. Well, Ruggs has had a decent year, but you're looking at Edwards as the other guy on the outside and he's not very good. No, no, he really isn't. Uh, so what's your total on that? Oh boy. Um, I'm going to go with the over. Am okay. I thrilled with it? No. It's in Vegas, so it's in a dome, which should help because weather is not a factor, obviously. I'll take the over. I think you'll see them move the ball. Okay. You? I've got, I've, got, I've, got the, uh, I've got the under. I think there's going to be uh, a little more defense than you anticipated. Like you said, two d- very good defensive fronts. I think that they limit the opportunities uh, just enough there. So um. Okay. And just to show you, Scott, the apple uh, doesn't fall far from the tree. My kid just texted texted me and said, let me guess, the Army Wake Forest under was a premium play, LOL. (laughs) That's good stuff. It's confirmed. uh, Steen Machine is also a dick. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know where he gets it. It must be from his mom. She's between you and me. Pet, it's from your pet dog. It's yeah, it's from the pet dog. Um, all right, Scott. Bears at Bucks. Is this gonna be the underdog pick? Bucks eleven and a half. Forty-seven is the uh, is the total there. Bears, Scott, they haven't been good, but they've uh they've, they've covered jumped up and covered that number a couple times. Do they have another surprise in store for Tommy and company? So this will be my surprising cover of the week. I'll take Chicago. Uh, I just think it'll be a low-scoring game. Both teams have a bunch of injuries they're dealing with, so I do think you're going to see a lot of, let's just say, ugly football at times in this game. I also checked the weather forecast. There's some potential rain starting in the first quarter, so the weather's not ideal. But I'm going to look at the under. I'm going to look at Chicago. I think being without Antonio Brown hurts. Gronk being out hurts. You're missing Levante David again. Tampa's going to win the game, but I think Chicago can do enough to lose by seven or, or 10. I'm not a, I'm not a fields guy. I'm not a fields metal guy. Uh, I just don't think he's very good, but I think they'll do enough to limit Tampa's offense in some capacity. They kept it close with green Bay for three and a half quarters. I'll take Chicago plus the points. Mostly because I think this number should be closer to around nine. Yep. I think 11 and a half sounds a little bit too high for me. Tampa Bay has been overvalued all season. They're just two and four against the number. You touched on it. Gronk is, uh, it's it's not ideal to be missing Gronk, but the big one there is Levante David, when I think still one of the most underrated linebackers in professional football. And also Antonio Brown for the offense. Of course. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a problem. Of course, the Bears are going to be without Hicks, and that sucks because that is a much better defense with Akeem Hicks in there. But you're right, Scott. This is a Bears team that's just done enough to hang around. Justin Fields, again, don't think he's the answer, but you know what? It's that's that's your that's your that's your boy there, Bears fans. So hopefully he'll come around. I think they do enough. I'm I've got him. Somewhere in the neighborhood of eight and a half, nine, like you said, on my power ranking. So we're going to go with the Bears here as well and uh, take and gobble up those 11 and a half points. By the way, just to ask, as we're talking about Chicago, is Illinois only really in six overtimes right now with Penn State? Is what? Is Illinois only really in sixth overtime against Penn State right now? I don't know. I'm watching this ridiculous Purdue-Wisconsin game. I'm pretty sure they're in six overtimes. Okay. That seems like a lot. Is well, they started doing the two-point conversion only thing, which I hate. But that, that counts as an overtime every time. But anyway, I like the under. Uh, I think you're going to see a game where you mentioned Hicks being out. I think Tampa's going to run the ball more. And I mentioned the weather. I can really see both teams just trying to run the ball. A lot of running clock. And Tampa, it's a good offense. Occasional big plays, but without Antonio Brown – I expect less big plays. I think you'll see a decent amount of Brady, 
classic methodical seven and a half minute drive, stuff like that. So I see a lot of long sustaining drives. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's two pretty good scoring defenses here. Two offenses that, well, one doesn't have any weapons and the other one is, is missing a couple of big ones. I'm uh, I'm going to ride with you there on the total as well. I'll play the under 47 along with the Bears. Right. Now we got the biggest spread on the board. Now we have the biggest spread on the board it is the Larry Craig of spreads. That's the joke for everybody that gets it. Texans out in the desert at the Cardinals minus 18. 47 and a half is the number. Well, Scott, if you do the math there, they're not counting on the Texans to score too many points, are they? No. And Mills apparently was only good when I took the team total under because he went back to being terrible against the Colts the week after. So he stunk. Murray's been great. The entire team's great. They're really, really good. They're the only undefeated team left in the league. Of course, they're going to win. The question is, do you think they win by three touchdowns? I do not. I'm looking at this Houston team that gave New England all they wanted. And I know that Arizona is a far superior team to New England. And they completely no-showed when they went on the road to Indianapolis the next week. So, yeah, they have the capacity of playing some incredibly shitty football. But, you know, I think Arizona's due for a letdown spot because they've been pretty good, and they've been pretty good against the number, Scott. But I think they're due, again, not for a loss. I'm not calling for an outright Texans win here. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Arizona play with their food a little bit and have some, have some more dry drives than they're used to and have... Basically, have the Texans put up 14 points and have it hold up is what I'm thinking here. So I'm going to play the Texans plus the 18. So I agree with you. You mentioned the letdown spot. I think it's a perfect letdown spot because do you know who the Cardinals play next week? I don't know who they know it's I know it's NFC West. They play on Thursday night, Green Bay Packers. Oh, that's right. That's right. That is the Thursday game. You're right, buddy. If you have a short week against Aaron Rodgers in one of your biggest games of the season, up next, and you're facing a cup, uh, cupcake and a half on Sunday, there's no way their eyes aren't, aren't already on the prize against Green Bay next week. I think Arizona wins. I think they win by 14 to 17. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that sounds about I think that sounds about right. I'm just about obligated to play the over um, in this one. See, that's where I'm not really sure that's how the, I feel about. It's a this tough. It's one of my least favorite totals on the board, by the way. Because if I'm going to say if I'm taking the 18, mm-hmm. then I kind of like the under because I don't have much faith in Houston's offense. Yeah, but like, I, see, that's yeah. Okay, so if Houston. Yeah, see if Houston, if Houston scores 14, which I think is I think 17 to 14 is their number. And you're looking at 31-14 and that's under. Yeah, see that's that's it. You're looking at 30 31 if you if you go 34 though, if you go 34-17, that's over. So Yeah. You know what? I, I've changed my mind. I'm going to grit my teeth and play the under here. I'm going to go with the under just because I have questions about the Texans offense, but I do think Arizona already has one foot out the door for next week, especially since it's on Thursday. So it's closer than, of course, uh, you usually have one of the biggest games of your season. I just think they're going to no-show for at least a quarter. I'll take Houston plus the points in the under. All right. And in the Psycho Bowl, it's the it's the box of chocolates bowl, Scott. It's the Colts and the 49ers. 49ers minus 443 is the number. Do you think the Colts uh, would be interested in me as a wide receiver? Because they don't really have any. Paris Campbell out for the year. T.Y. Hilton out again. I got Pittman. That's basically it. You got him and Pascal. Marvin Jones is still there waiting for his phone to ring. Well, Marvin Jones is still in Jacksonville, isn't he? Um, um, yeah, that's I'm just uh like You mean Marvin Harris? I mean Marvin, Marvin, Harrison, I mean Marvin Harrison, not Marvin Jones. Reggie sorry. Wayne, maybe if they yeah. want a phone call. Yeah. You go way back and you go for like an Austin Collie type. Oh, Austin Collie. Very nice. I was a big fan of his, but he got so many concussions so quickly that his career ended in about five years. I don't know, bud. It's, uh, they really are about 
out of options as far as receivers go. Um, but the Niners don't have many good receivers either because they got Debo, who's great, but Ayuk's been in a complete non-factor. Mm-hmm. Their third string receiver or their slot guy is Muhammad Sanu. Their running backs are Elijah Mitchell, rookie, Trey Sermon, rookie, and that's basically it. And Sermon's been a non-factor. Mitchell's been okay here and there. I'm going to take the Colts. I know Shannon's off a bye, but I don't know how much more Garoppolo I need to see before people realize that him and and Carson Wentz are kind of closer than people think. Is that a fair statement? It's a harsh statement, but yeah, it's... uh... Am am I wrong? I feel like they're actually kind of close to each other. Well, the funny thing is, um, two years ago, that would have been a compliment. Yeah, now it's not. But think about both of them for a second. They're both not really that mobile. They both need good offensive lines, and they both make some really stupid decisions with the football. So I think Wentz can do enough, especially with this offensive line, to keep the game close. They could potentially win the game, but I'm going to take the points with it with Indiana with Indianapolis. You, it's it's hard not to because this this San, this San Francisco team is as underperformed all season long. They're they've covered just one time on the year, Scott. Another team that. People were expecting a lot more of, and it's hard to let that vision go sometimes, you know? By the way, it says Illinois and Penn State are in nine overtimes. Again, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> I'm, I am I got to actually get like a feed up or something, because this is just, I got to just confirm that it's as stupid as I think. That's pretty incredible. Um, yeah, as, I'm just going to, I'm just going to play trends in this one. And, and play the Colts. The uh, the Colts are four and two against the number. Like I said, Niners have covered just one time. I'll take the Colts plus the four as far as the total goes. Oh man, it seems it seems like a uh, it seems like a bit of a banana in the tailpipe situation, Scott. They're just kind of daring you to play that over. Are you taking the bait? I'm not. I'm taking the under. Okay. All right. Um, I I can't. I just mentioned the Colts have no weapons, and the 49ers' weapons aren't exactly uh good either so i can't really factor that in by the way they are in nine overtimes can't confirm but anyway um just looking at the overall matchup one question that i do have for you i don't for it to go too long but i did see some stuff popping up on twitter discussion point and i kind of want to run it with you is shannon a good coach or is he extremely overrated you know because he's had one really really good year and a bunch of crappy years and a lot of people I feel like are down on him or just think he's extremely overrated. And I don't know how much of it is him being overrated and how much is just Garoppolo might not be that great of a quarterback. Well, and they've had a ton of injuries. They haven't had any luck at the wide receiver position. Um, for me, I I think it's still he still gets a passing grade. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a B minus just for getting to the Super Bowl. I, I agree with you. I'll I give him a, I'll give him a bit of a pass for injuries. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people try to put him in the A minus A category. Yeah, no. I agree with you. I'll go B B minus. Okay. Um, solid. So you've got the under there in this one. Do you have the guts to take the over or you're also going under? You know what? I am gonna play I am gonna play the over. This is a, a Colts offense that I don't know how they I don't know how they do it, but they have been putting up a few points. So well, they lost half the receivers. I, I mean the two guys that caught touchdowns are injured. I understand. Um I've got you down for the under right there. All right, bud. Yeah. It is uh it is that time where we reveal our favorite play. So uh get ready. Get ready for our five thousand star whale play. Fade the public sharks one million unit lock of the century. All right. So you and I both went 0-1 last week. Who had the honors the week before? Was that me on the push? It's me. I'm, I'm losing every time. Okay, there you go. So, losers walk. Go ahead, sir. By the way, Illinois just beat Penn State in Penn State in nine overtimes. Pretty I, good. I had the under anyway, in that one. No, I'm kidding. Looking at Illinois, the state of Illinois, I am looking at the Bears-Bucks game, and I am taking the under 47 at plus 100 on Fox Bet as my best bet. Now, Chicago has been in, let's just say, a bunch of hideous football games because each of Chicago's last five games have had less than 39 points. Total in this one's 47. I just see a lot of paths to win. 
I think that Tampa could still score 30 plus and you still got a good shot. If you think Chicago scores less than 17 on the other hand, Tampa's offense might struggle without Antonio Brown, without Gronk. They might run the ball a little bit in the rain and you might just have a hideous football game on your hands. But I do think that the bears offense, we would agree is not going to contribute much to this total. And Tampa is going to have to do most of the heavy lifting. The weather is a factor for me. The injury report's a factor for me. And Akeem Hicks being out, of course, hurts the Bears' run defense. But I don't think it hurts the under. Because I do think Tampa might be inclined to run the ball a little bit more, which will eat up more clock. And Tampa Bay ranks 7th in the league in time of possession. I see a lot of long drives, some potential stall out for field goals, and the weather doesn't exactly help. I'm going to take the under 47 and even money as my best bet. All right. Very good. Well, I'm going to I'm going to take a spin on the favorite, Scott. I'm going to play the Green Bay Packers minus the eight points against the Washington football team. You and I touched on a lot of these points. I'm not going to chew my cud twice, as they say down in my part of the country. But, uh, again, this is a Washington football team defense that has been uh, horrible uh, as far as expectations and what they've actually done this season. And we've seen... Absolutely no sign of that getting any better as they were completely torched by Kansas City last week. Kansas City shooting themselves in the foot on numerous occasions still put up 31 points. I'd call that about a half effort. Atlanta put up 30 on this team. New Orleans put up 33 on this team. And Buffalo put up 43. The Giants, 29 points. So every one of those games says my defense is terrible, and you would be correct. I just don't say any way they slow down Aaron Rodgers and the, the Green Bay Packers. And we've talked about it. Taylor Heineke, good backup, not a good starter. I think this is a bad, bad matchup for this team. I'll take the Green Bay Packers and lay the eight. By the way, speaking of Heineke as not being a great starting quarterback, do you go back to Fitzpatrick in maybe a month? If oh. he's still alive? Oh, absolutely. 100%. I agree. I just feel like people kind of forgot that Fitzpatrick exists. Yeah, no, unless unless Heineke goes on some kind of massive run, and you know they're able to uh, they're able to put together a four game winning streak or three and one or something like that, mm-hmm. then it's absolutely going to be Fitzpatrick's team. I don't think anything has I changed agree. there. Okay. All right, there you go. So just to review, I've got the uh, Green Bay Packers minus the eight. Scott has the Chicago Tampa Bay under. What was your number, bud? Forty seven at even money. 47 at even money. All right, there you go. That'll do it for our plays. That'll do it for this week's show. Taking a look at the NFL. As always, we thank you guys for listening, for watching, for all that good stuff. Don't forget to check Scott and I out every single day at 2 p.m. Eastern, should be 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, as we do our show, heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. But for now, that's going to do it. You guys have a great weekend. Good luck on all your plays. And we'll see you Monday. Take care, everybody.